Hey everyone, hi, how are you? Welcome or welcome back to another episode of The Quiet Storm. I am your host, Michael Lynn. Hi, nice to meet you. How are you? And without further ado, I mean, let's get into this episode, right? Now, last week, we talked about unhealthy habits to avoid in a relationship, right? And so for this episode, we're going to talk about having a spiritual identity and its effects on traumas. All right. So now without looking up the definition, I can say generally, yeah, generally, I can say that traumas are events that took place in a person's life that affected them in a negative way. These events can reside within the subconscious mind and can surface through triggers. So let's say that I had a traumatic experience with clowns, right? You know, I'm scared out of my mind when I see one. I get uncomfortable whenever someone talks about them, right? I would prefer not to watch any shows or movies that involves a clown. And as petty as I am, as petty as I am, I don't eat McDonald's because, you know, I'm trying to avoid Ronald McDonald, right? I think he's a clown, right? Yeah, y'all get the gist of it. But, you know, anyways, in the case that I do come across one, my behavior becomes very, very hostile or I'm crying uncontrollably. Whatever the case may be, my behavior is out of the ordinary. Now, if I don't take the time out to sit through that discomfort and learn to understand and overcome that trauma, then this erratic behavior is always going to surface and possibly cause problems in my relationships. Which reminds me, if you haven't gotten the chance to listen to last week's episode on relationship dynamics, you know, in about 20, 30 minutes or so, right after this episode, you could just click over to what do you know about relationships to see what I had to say in that episode. So, yeah, back to back to the you know topic at hand. Now, yeah, that's why I support anyone who does shadow work or in broader terms. I support anyone who works on overcoming their traumas because you don't want to give someone else your baggage, right? You know, I stand firm behind there needing to be a change in the black community, right? And I believe that it starts with black people taking mental health seriously, taking their spiritual journey seriously, like really just uplifting and encouraging one another and not feeling like they have to be in competition with you know each other. So I'm most definitely going to talk about this more in depth on a later date. So please stay tuned for that episode. So now, yeah, in terms of working towards overcoming your traumas, people typically turn to spiritual guidance. So growing up, I saw the I don't want to say it's a a division. It's not that it's more so a um, it's more so a difference. I, you know, so, yeah. Growing up, I saw the difference between religious people, you know, those who are deeply invested in their particular religion from those who don't necessarily follow a religion. Rather, they have a more consciously spiritual approach to living. So I thought that this would make for an interesting topic to, you know, go after last week's topic, which was on topics, toxic behaviors, because this episode would act as a step two of the transformation formation process you know step one being remove all toxic things right so that's what we talked about in last week's episode and then this week will be to heal your wounds which will be equivalent to this week's episode right so i give the analogy of a cut right 
So after you examine the cut, the first thing I would think you would do is to put alcohol on it to kill all that bacteria. Depending on how you got the cut, you you know, you don't want it to infect the wound. So you get some alcohol, clean it up, remove the dirt, sweat, bacteria, remove all toxic things from that cut. And then you would follow up with some Neosporin or some ointment and a Band-Aid to really help accelerate the healing process, which is equivalent to, you know, the whole process of last week's episode and this week's episode right so yeah there is that difference between religious people and spiritual people when really if you think about it you know you are getting the same end result just using a different method right so similar to the structure of last week's episode i would do a side-by-side comparison of christianity to buddhism Now, the reason I chose these two is because, one, I grew up in the Christian faith, so I'm pretty familiar with, you know, the teachings, right? And I'm, you know, the the reason I chose Buddhism is because, you know, I'm doing a lot of research on Buddhism. And two is to help you all really understand what it is that, you know, the correlation, you know, because, yeah, something that you all can just refer to and something that I can refer to that will you know right so yeah (laughs) so first let's talk about Christianity okay so Christianity's core belief revolves around having faith in Christ right the Bible tells stories of miracles that happen to ordinary people you know just stories of tragedy love victory just certain passages in the Bible can be interpreted to Well, it can be interpreted differently, right, to influence its believers to live a more positive and virtuous life. Right. And with Buddhism, Buddhist Buddhism's core belief is centered around spiritual enlightenment. Right. You know, because they don't believe in a specific God, they live in accordance with the laws or, you know, you could even say the perspectives, virtues, morals, the philosophy, just all of that that they teach to achieve liberation from you know, you're suffering and to live a more prosperous life, right? Now, I say all of that to say, what can traumas do to a person's psyche, right? Like what, how does a, you experiencing a traumatic event change your whole entire psychology perspective? Just how does that, you know, how do those two go together? Okay. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is that People can be more prone to having addictions. They can be more susceptible to having depression. And you know, with that, that can bring fear and anxiety, overthinking, you know, lack of confidence, self-harm, right? And they also can have self-doubt, right? A person would not be able to trust their own intuition, you know, trust their own judgment because of that traumatic experience that they have went through. So now let's take those examples that I just gave, right? And apply them to the core beliefs of Christianity to Buddhism, Okay. Now, let's take, you know, addiction, depression and self-doubt. Let's take those three examples and let's see how Christians view it and deal with it and how Buddhists view it and deal with it. Okay. now, first out the gate, we're going to talk about addiction. Okay, and guys, I'm just letting you all know that in terms of Christianity, I'm going to split it in two because I've noticed, too, that, like I said in the beginning, that the Bible can be can be interpreted many, many ways. I've noticed two common like perspectives on the whole entire Bible, right? So that's how I'm going to formulate Christianity. I'm going to compare, really 
compare both sides of Christianity to both, you know, take those two and then just, yeah, compare it to Buddhism. So, yeah, I'm just letting you all know. So, yeah, first things first, from my experience and encounters with Christians, you know, the first viewpoint that I see is common within them is that addiction is more along the lines of it being a sin, right? You know, addictions are more or less, it's a frivolous temptation that is not a product of God. Rather, it's more so a product of his world, right? And, you know, there are a number of passages that can support this view, right? And then the other type of Christians, you know, they say that addiction is really just a mere illness, right? That with regular treatment, counseling, and some words of encouragement, you know, those encouraging scriptures that are in the Bible and, you know, they just read that regularly, that can help them to kick that addiction that they have, right? Now, let's look at Buddhists, right? Buddhists look at, uh, Buddhists view addictions as a form of extreme attachment in hopes that it can ease a person's suffering, right? And in order to overcome that addiction in the eyes of Buddhists, you would have to follow what they call the eightfold path, right? So that really is just understanding the nature of the addiction. You're just really sitting down and saying, okay, what it is that I'm, that I'm running from? Why do I really have to just keep giving in? Why do I lack self-discipline? Okay. And once you really learn to understand that, then that's when you start to incorporate mindfulness and building healthy habits to knock your addiction, right? Now let's look at depression. Okay. Same standpoint that I, you know, said about Christians, one type of Christian, they view depression as a sin. I know, right? How sad that sounds, but it's true. Some Christians believe that depression is a sin, right? And they would go to extreme lengths to support their claim, right? Those Christians would take passages and, you know, books of that are in the Old Testament and, you know, some in the New Testament, right? That shows just how forceful and firm God is, right? They're using this fear tactic to get people to just kick their depression and that's not okay you know but yeah and then the other type of christians you know just kind of like addiction that is really just a mere illness that with regular treatment counseling and some words of encouragement just really uplifting and worshiping god right you will be able to kick your depression okay now i'm going to switch gears just a tad bit okay so now the Bible promotes values of having less fear and anxiety by way of encouraging you to have faith in him and trust in God's plan. OK, like it gives examples of stories of people who had come out of very like just very rough experiences. Right. In the moment that they just announced God into their life, they started believing and worshiping in God. They looked up and they saw that their situation was, you know, was getting better. So that's how so yeah that's how people would kind of say okay if it worked in the bible and it worked for me this is gonna work you know this okay slow down try it again if this is how it worked in the bible and i saw that it worked for someone else this method must work okay so now let's look at buddhists okay and now i'm actually going to clump fear anxiety and depression together to kind of, you know, describe Buddhist view of all three, you know, you guys want to see why in just a second. So Buddhist view, fear, depression, anxiety, they fear basically depression. Okay. They view that as 
it basically being a mental game, right? I don't know if you guys have heard this, but your mind can create stories and scenarios that will keep you from accomplishing your goals, right? So in order for you to overcome that, you know, you will have to switch your mindset and try to rewire your mind to only look for the positive and all of the things that could go right, right? So a tactic that can help you with this, I would say, is to just write out everything you love about yourself, all the, you know, positive things that, you know, just all of your, okay, what is that word? It's like everything that you're grateful for, everything you love about yourself, everything that you're grateful for, just write all of that on a sticky note and just post it everywhere in your house, preferably in a room that you frequent a lot. So if you like to be in a bathroom, stick it around in the bathroom. If you like to be in your room, just stick it around in your room. Just, you know, just stick those sticky notes everywhere and really start to every day read those phrases that you wrote down for yourself. And once you start to internalize that, that's exactly what your mind is going to tell you in those type of situations. And I would say also just stick those sticky notes really just everywhere that helps that you are most fearful and anxious right so now we're gonna move forward to the last one which is the dreaded self-doubt okay now like i've been saying about the two contradicting christians first up the more encouraging you know view of christians which is okay just give all your burdens to god give all your burdens of self-doubt you know low self-esteem just give all your burdens up to christ and just really begin to worship and uplift him and just read your those encouraging scriptures every day and that will soothe your spirit to just kick that self-doubt that you have and on the contrary the other you know half of christianity believe that you know it's kind of like a sin to start to have self-doubt right because they say well you know only god truly determines your value no you don't determine your own value no possessions no amount of possessions that you have just i mean that is true but it's like okay the moment you start doubting yourself that's basically like a slap in god's face and you know so once you start doubting yourself, then in some you're doubting him. And once you start doubting him, your faith is no longer centered in him. So that's when they use all those fear tactics to get you to stop doubting yourself and just really just, you know, put all your faith in Christ. Now, moving along to Buddhists, right? The same for depression, fear and anxiety, right? That is basically a mental game that all you have to do is just really rewire your mind to only look for the positive Right. So in this aspect, you can use the post-it note um, tactic that I just described, too. And then also, too, I've read somewhere that the Dalai Lama believes that love brings self-confidence, that when you begin to live a life with genuine concern for others, you will feel better about yourself. Right. So, yeah, I understand that you may have this. um Let's say this. Let's backtrack, okay? Because I'm confusing you guys. I can feel it, okay? I could just feel it. I'm confusing you all. Okay, so let's say this, right? Let's say that you, you know, got a new dress, got a new shoes, I don't know, new jacket. You just got something new. And it's really just boosting up your self-esteem, right? 
you feeling good, you going out, you holding your head held high, you know, you're just looking good. But another thing that can help you with your self-confidence and, you know, kick your self-doubt is to just try a random act of kindness to a complete stranger, right? And see how you feel afterwards. Now, test this theory out. You know, I have. I can tell you the story right quick. So one of these days, a few months ago, a few weeks ago, it was just a long time ago, right? I was feeling so, like, down. I wasn't really, you know. My confidence was just not there, okay? So I decided to just hold the door open for someone, right? Hold, held the door open for them. They were really appreciative, and I really that really made me feel good. So I said, okay, Michaelin, let's actually keep up this momentum. Let's try another random act of kindness, right? So in the same store, right? Did all my shopping, and I saw somebody that was behind me that only had a few fewer items than I did. So I was like, well, you know, just get in front of me. You can go. They were really appreciative, and that made me feel good. So, And then think that they was real fast and quick with it, because I know some people, they take their time when you let them go in front of you. But this person, they were actually in and out, and I really appreciated that. So now I'm like, okay, Mike Lynn, what else can you do? What other random act of kindness can you do to just really boost up your confidence? I forget what other thing I did after that day. But yeah, that's basically the gist of what I was getting at, you guys. Just really try the theory of doing a random act of kindness to a stranger and see how you feel after that. And see if you really have still have that low self-esteem that you do. Okay. Now, we've reached the end of this episode, but before I let you guys go, I just want to say this right quick. It's going to be real quick, okay? Promise. So now, okay. Both Christianity and Buddhism provide teachings that can best suit a person's preference on how they want to live out their lives, right? Like I did say in the beginning how I grew up in the Christian faith, right? So, and then I noticed that as I got older, it was, I don't want to say it was easier, but... Uh, yeah, for lack of term, better term, I'm just going to say easier. So it was easier for me to waver from those teachings that I was brought up on because it did not make a true impression on my life. Now, the reason for that is because I would always get confused. You know, I just misunderstood. I didn't really comprehend the teachings that were being taught to me. Right. Because there were just like how I said in the beginning as well, that there are so many there are a lot of passages in the Bible that so many people can just twist the interpretation of those passages. Like it wasn't very clear cut for me, you know, and whenever I just raised questions, I was always met with, you know, God put it there for a reason. Trust God's plan for your life. You know, don't doubt him, you know, or they would really try to explain it. But it still was like you're kind of just repeating yourself. You're not really, you know, helping me to understand this. Right. So. Right. So since I like to, you know, since I like to overthink a lot, well, it's not overthink a lot, but it it is overthink a lot. You know, I tend to want to get to to the bottom of things because I generally don't like to take things as is. I deviated from that belief system that I grew up on because it did not serve me. It did not provide me with the answers that I was looking for. So that's when I began to just build my own spiritual footing. You know, and that's why I said in the beginning of this episode that really, if you just sit down and think about it, right, if you just really just sit down, concentrate, think about it, right, you're getting the same end result, just which is finding 
your own footing in spirituality, building your own spiritual identity, I, I should say, right? Christianity and its teachings are not for everyone. I have learned Christianity and its teachings are not for everyone, just like Buddhism and its teachings are not for everyone. Okay, there are so many different belief systems in this world that I believe that it truly should not matter what you believe in, because at the end of the day, that faith that you are following is teaching you morals and virtues to help you become a more virtuous human being. Right. Did I explain that clearly? Well, I mean, (laughs) I feel like y'all let me know. But yeah. And with that, we've come to the end of the road. (laughs) I will sing the song from Boys to Men, but nah, I know for a fact I can't sing. So yeah, (laughs) I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to like, comment your thoughts. Oh, and don't forget, I'm going to share a link down to um, for you all to send me a voice message. You know, just in case you do not have access to Instagram or whatever, or you just really want to just showcase your beautiful, lovely, angelic voices to me, you could just send me a voice message or your comments and thoughts about this episode, and then I will be sure to listen to those and take heed to those comments. And make sure too, make sure you share this page, this show, this episode. Just share it with any and everyone you know. Please, please do. And I shall talk to you guys next week because next week's topic is going to be interesting. It's going, I'm switching things up now. You know, I'm going to stick. I'm not going to stick to the one, two step. So, yeah, because next week I will be focusing on the importance of having balance. Okay. So if that's something you find intriguing or, you know, a little something, something about having balance, contribute to the conversation. You know, like I said, just send me a voice message, you know, your thoughts, contribute to the conversation. And yeah, come on back and we'll talk about it. Like always, stay safe, everyone. Peace and love.